Thank you everyone for joining us again for another episode of the Stories Station. This is Kate McCoy, your host, and today's featured guest is Kita Kendrick. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Good. My my first question <laughs> is where do you find the time to write as many books as you have? I know you don't think you have a lot of books, but as someone who who strives to write and publish as much as you have right now, I, I really want to know, like, how do you find the time to write now? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, it's difficult because I want to write more, but I write, I work a full time job. Mm-hmm. So weekends are usually when I get the most writing in because ah. I'm also a part of two run groups. I like mm-hmm. to run. So oh. I do that, I work, and then whatever time is left, Mm -hmm. I'm writing. That's insane. So you also, that you run as well as write. You like your weekend, like warrior writer. (laughs) Yes. Weekends and some nights, Mm -hmm. that's when I get my writing in. Oh, wow. And you you are getting it in, seriously. I, I remember reaching out to you because I, I saw your post about the Lunchtime Chronicles and I was just like, wait, season four? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> and, yes. Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about Lunchtime Chronicles? Since this is season four, those of you yes. that already know, you you know more than I do. So what what would you briefly say to someone who's new to the Lunchtime Chronicles? Uh, the Lunchtime Chronicles was started in 2019 um, by author Sierra Lunda. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started at the um, Irie Convention down in, I think, Daytona, mm-hmm. uh, where she introduced the first book. And then from there, it just kind of caught fire. And she <laughs> invited me when, she, when it was up to the third season. And I was like, heck yes. And I, you know, I wanted to get in because yeah. of all the wonderful authors that had written in it before me. Oh, I and saw that. You got time, some heavy yeah, hitters. At like, yeah. At the time I was like, I don't know how I am going to tie in a, the kind of writing that I do with the Lunchtime Chronicles, but I am going to work something out. And, you and it ended up being really, really good. She invited me back, back for um, season four. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing one book in season four because I'm working on a couple of other projects. Mm-hmm. So in season four, I'm only going to do one book. But mm-hmm. yes, I was happy to get in. Uh, now, how how do you manage that? Because again, you work, you run, you write, and now you're you're completing like these anthologies with these other authors. Like, how how do you manage to do that as far as your writing goes? Like, how do you? schedule that time do you schedule it or um, you just write until something comes to you <laughs> yes a, a lot of time um sierra london is she's very good at um managing that project for me I, a lot of times i set up a lot of my stuff in advance usually mm-hmm. on the weekend even in my group wow. i set the stuff up in advance so when it comes out when a, <laughs> when a post or something pop out i might not even be there it's just set in advance for me Mm-hmm. So sometimes that's how I can get a lot done without actually being there. So you are definitely a planner. 
what can you tell us a little bit about your specific writing? Not anything that you've done for like the Lunchtime Chronicles, but what do you like to write? I know you write a lot of BWWM's uh, interracial romances, and that I really want to know more about because if I'm not mistaken, you're not the first author to write interracial romance on the station, but the the type of romance that you write for them is really intriguing to me. So I would love to hear more about that. Um, for me, it's, um, <laughs> I like to write the mafia romance. I like to write about the bad boys, the alphas. Probably my authors are, my, my uh, characters are probably usually the characters that a lot of other authors just probably run away from. Yeah. Because they're dangerous and they're damaged and they mm-hmm. just they just have this confident attitude. I, I say confidence, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Uh, alpha, the the alphas, mm-hmm. and it's usually really in some readers' mind like the really bad alphas. Mm-hmm. And I'm like the bad guy need a story too. So right, bad boys I need love to too. Give your heart to a <laughs> savage. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, I love it though because I, like I said I I we we have like interracial romance multicultural romance uh authors on the on the podcast but we've never had one that fully committed to being like a mafia romance writer so what has that been like for you uh actually surprising because the first well I actually started out writing paranormal romance really? and I yes <laughs> And right now I'm in the middle of revamping a lot of my original paranormal manuscripts. Mm-hmm. But when I first put out the first mafia book, it was a uh, MC in that mm-hmm. uh, motorcycle club uh, mm-hmm. romance. Mm-hmm. And I, it was just kind of a test to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. And it surprised the heck out of me because I, I, I was afraid to put it out for a long time. It just sat on my desktop and I was like, okay, let me, let me do this. Let me try. Yeah. And readers liked it. And I was like, oh God, is an audience for you. So <laughs> let me keep going. Yeah. I love that. And for those of you that are listening and you've listened to other episodes before, I don't want you guys to confuse. So let me, I just realized, let me back up really quick. Uh, Previously on the podcast, we talked about struggle love. Your stories are not struggle love. Uh, What that means is where the the main character, whether it be a woman, non-binary or other, where they're constantly giving, giving, giving to somebody who is not uh, on the men, someone who is not trying to um, do better by that person. Your stories are about mafia romance, about that bad boy, but there's inherently there's something good in that person. Like they're just not out here. What, what I don't even know how to say it. Like throwing their love away uh, <laughs> on somebody who ain't gonna change. Well, I, a lot of my characters, yeah. they never really had someone to love. Exactly. Them. So once they get that person. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, it's even stronger than what you would get in a normal romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that because I don't want someone to say, oh, so now you back on board with struggle love? No, I'm never going to be here for struggle <laughs> love. I, I, I'm here for, for love that takes time and grows and it, it, it grows in strange places. So yeah, 
Although I don't think the men on your cover are strange at all. I think they are insanely <laughs> hot. <laughs> so I would love to know about your, your vetting process for that. Like, do you have someone that you work with as far as your book covers, like um, covers in color? Like, I, I, I would love to work with her someday, but I haven't been able to yet. Or do you have like a friend in the know that you use? Mm-mm. I, I think I've gotten very lucky on my covers. Really? I actually go to the stock photos and I look and I search. It takes time. Mm-hmm. When I see someone that I think looks like one of my characters, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's it. It yeah. just automatically clicks in my head. That's him or that's her. <gasps> so I hurry up and, and send it and like I, I actually write out like a little script for how I want the cover to look. Mm-hmm. And and I'm lucky because the the cover artist gets very close to what I what I envisioned. Mm-hmm. That is really dope. Now, the the latest book that you're working on is it for the Lunchtime Chronicles or is it for your own published works, your your own novel? Um, the the Lunchtime Chronicles is actually self published. Okay. Wow. Yes, we all work together. We collab in a way that you can write your own story, mm-hmm. but it's dedicated to the lunchtime chronicle theme. And that's what really, really mm-hmm. like wanted that was that's what really wanted me, pushed me to get into, yes, I want to do this project because I'm yeah. self-publishing my own work. You have no idea how good that is to hear because nowadays everyone is so worried like, oh, should I publish traditional? And then they get caught up in these vanity publishing companies and then they get disheartened and don't want to write anymore. And to see that you have this this community of writers that you get to like explore your writing with and publish with, like that's the goal for me. That's the goal. Like I, I can't tell you how happy that makes me. <laughs> Yes, that for me that's what sold the project to me. It's like well, I get to do my own book and yeah. I got a theme that I can go off of. Yes. Yeah. I love that. So without giving too much away, what can you tell us about your your latest work for the Lunchtime Chronicles? Since it's it's your theme, it's your baby. I'm gonna just lump that in together with my last question. <laughs> okay, this one is not usually I'm, I'm a mafia bad boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, type of book this one is not this mm-hmm. one is kind of like um when I did Roots of the Wicked it was not my usual mm-hmm. it wasn't a biker or it wasn't a mafia book but Rita still liked it so yeah. this is kind of like that it's a mm-hmm. I think it's a good story mm-hmm. um it's it touches on racism mm-hmm. and I think readers are gonna like it um, I don't think I kill anybody in this one <laughs> you you are an author that is not afraid to kill I love it because so many authors get scared they're like I don't know I built this character up and then I'm gonna kill him Mm -mm. I get excited it's like wait who dies (laughs) someone dies this is is one of my more tame books Mm -hmm. I love that more more tame books so it's like I like that you have that your readers respond well to no matter what it is you're writing whether it's mafia or outside of the mafia romance I love that because sometimes readers they'll tell you listen we came here for this where is it and you don't have it they're like crickets yeah it's like going to a certain restaurant and you expect a certain thing and you're not getting that thing so you're like I don't want this but they responded well to my non-violent books (laughs) 
I love that you're nonviolent books. That's a very tame way to describe what you write. Now, uh, speaking of describing what you write, this is the smooch rating. So for your overall, for your work, what rating would you give your story for uh, new readers? Would you give it like a nice one? It's it suggests that it's there or would it be a four where it's just all all guns out? <laughs> I had to use guns out because mafia I had to go with it. <laughs> Uh, for me, if it's mafia or whether it's a, a te- one of my chain books, I would give it the highest smooch rating there is. Because for me, I'm writing stories that I would read. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, if I was reading this book as a reader, I would love it. Yeah. So my only hope is to find readers that like what I like. And mm-hmm. I have had think I've been very lucky in getting to those readers that, you know, they, they read what I would like to read. So most everything I write, I'm, of course, I'm going to give it the highest rating because I would read it. Well, because I, I started the smooch ratings because a lot of people are like, oh, I want to support this author. Oh, I like this excerpt, but I think it might be too spicy for me. I think some of the scenes might be too triggering or too graphic. And I understand that. So I, I like to use the smooch ratings to give the authors a chance to kind of say, okay, this is what you should come to expect with my work. And I, I like that you said, listen, this is what I want to read. So this is what I write. And like you said, it's a it's a very good point because hopefully if they're reading it, they like it too. And it seems like you you have a steady audience with your work. Like I said earlier, you are blessed. <laughs> now, I feel it... like I am because <laughs> the I, I I kid you not, the first few books I put out, I was like, are they gonna think I'm crazy <laughs> or touched or something? But let's, well, let's I wouldn't see. say crazy. But it, it does take it does take time to find an audience, and then it takes even longer to find an audience who come ex, they come especially to your stories because now they know they're like, ah, yeah, I need to get my fix. Okay, this is where I'm going. I, I want to read the latest mafia romance because it, it's a delicate it's a delicate dance really with romance because there's so many subgenres and mafia romance, interracial romance. That's just those are just two of the latest. <laughs> so yeah are there any um are there any subgenres within romance that you would like to read someday or something that you would like to write yourself someday um for me mm-hmm. if you look at my desktop it looks like the desktop it looked like books just exploded <laughs> onto my desktop seriously Mm-hmm. I have African-American romance. I have paranormal romance. I have sci-fi romance. Mm-hmm. I actually have a sci-fi romance I've been working on since 20, 2015 or 16. It but takes time. I, yeah, I honestly feel like, okay, I'm, I'm get, I feel like I'm getting better in my writing. And mm-hmm. right now, I don't feel like I'm at the level that I need to be to give this book the justice that I want to give it. That so part. I always, I always <laughs> push it aside and I'll be like, I'm coming back to you, baby. I got you. <laughs> I know that feeling all too well. Do you ever have readers say, oh, well, I really want, I really want this. Like, do they ever come to you with like comments or suggestions and say, oh, okay, can we get a sequel? Can, can we get more of this character? Yes. Um, <laughs> there was only supposed to be three from my, three books from my Twisted series. Mm-hmm. And they met the character Ansel in, the, in book three. And I mm-hmm. got so many inboxes. 
and so many comments on my uh, readers group mm-hmm. that I was like, wow, I need to look <laughs> into writing this guy because yeah. the, the readers are loving him. Mm-hmm. And I actually took the time and wrote his book. And he was he's one of my most popular characters from the books. You never know what people are going to respond to. That's the most interesting never. thing about this journey. But you go in and you tell the story and they're like, hey, what about that guy that was, yeah, you're like, really? him okay we'll see what we'll see what happens (laughs) so do you have any advice for uh new authors maybe they are new to writing mafia romance or interracial romance what what would you say to them as they start their journey just keep writing I know that they probably hear that all the time (laughs) just keep writing but for me that's that's what keeps me going Mm -hmm. Uh, motivation from readers um you know, just telling me, okay, I want the next story. I want the next story. And I'm like, I'm getting it. You're going to get it. Uh, I'm doing something here. Yeah. But just just keep writing. Even if you're not publishing it. If mm-hmm. you got to do what I do, just write it and sit it there and wait till you're ready to finish it. Just mm-hmm. as long as you're writing, you're, you're good. That is good And then advice. just try to avoid the depressing world of reviews when you get the uh, negative reviews avoid those three-star reviews <laughs> those will you keep just you gotta up at learn night. how to just take it and try to find the good in it if there's any good in it mm-hmm. and if it's all bad you gotta look at oh okay you got one or two people over here saying it's the worst thing they ever read and then you mm-hmm. got 80, 90% of the people saying this is the best thing they ever read. So you got to kind of balance it out and not let those few Mm -hmm. take away your your joy in your writing. That's true. Because if they take away your joy of your writing, then you're not going to write. And that's, I think that's even worse than a negative review. You have to keep writing. But sometimes like, I don't mind negative reviews. What really irks me is they just say, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever read. Tell me why it was the worst thing you ever read. Exactly. That that helps an author when you just say, mm-hmm. oh, this is the worst thing I've written and you don't tell me why. I have trained myself to ignore it because that does not help me as a writer. That does not help me at all. So yeah, and to add on to that, if you get a review and it just says this is this is garbage, that if that's all it says, treat it like such. Treat it like garbage, throw it out. Don't even listen to it because it's not it's not critique, it's not criticism. It's not constructive criticism. Leave it alone. So before we end today's podcast, can you tell the listeners, the readers, where they can find you? Okay. I am on Amazon, uh, Keita Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, is my Amazon page. I am on um, Instagram uh, at Keita Kendrick. Twitter mm-hmm. at Keita K. Uh, I try to get on everything. Yeah. everything that I can possibly manage I'm trying to get into TikTok Ooh. of course I'm, I'm on there as uh, Keita Kendrick thank you so much for joining us again for yet another episode from the stories station I'm Kay McCoy your host And I'd like to take this time to remind you to show your listener support by leaving us a five-star review. Thank you again so much. And everyone have a sweet and romantic day.